Hey everyone, this is Kelsey Jo Hillis, photographer, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and recovering people pleaser. This is my podcast, Picturing Purpose, where I have transparent and meaningful conversations with people from all different walks of life. My hope with this podcast is that you find encouragement, lean on faith, and trust God's purpose for your life. So with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Picturing Purpose. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Picturing Purpose. If you follow us on social media, you know that I've taken a bit of a break from the podcast. Not a full sabbatical, but I am taking a step back for the next couple of months to rest and spend time on other things in my life. I'm doing interviews if it fits the schedule and if it's something God has put on my heart. Today's episode is with my amazing sister, Megan. She is my only sibling and five years older than me. So our sibling dynamic was a bit of a unique one growing up. When we were younger, we used to fight all the time, mainly because I wanted to live life on the edge, doing things I shouldn't be doing, and she was the protective older sister that just wanted the best for me. We were both imperfect with problems under the surface that needed to be addressed, Fast forward to our lives now, and we are in our 30s, married with kids, and running businesses. I never thought in a million years that my sister would be a close friend and one that I could tell anything to. We are both completely different, but offer so much together as sisters. You could call us power siblings. (laughs) This episode includes lots of super-duper embarrassing stories about me that I've learned to embrace over the years. My past is what has created me into the person I am today. I love being able to use my negative experiences in life to help other people going through the same situations. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Purpose Pleasers. This is Kelsey Jo with Picture and Purpose. Today, I have the most incredible special guest ever, my sister, Megan. Say hello, Megan. Hey. <laughs> I, sometimes I wish we had the camera in here right now so that we could see people's faces when they're like, when I'm introducing them, they're like, hi. <laughs> it's probably a good thing that I don't have the camera in here yet. Well, Megan. Yeah. What's it like being the older sister? Which, like, we're not going to get into that, <laughs> into that just yet. Megan is my older sister, my one and only sister that I know of. I don't have any other siblings. <laughs> I hope I not. <laughs> I feel like mom or dad would have told me that by now, or like someone would have come out out of, you well, know. I'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Megan is five years older than me, even though she just turned 29. So yeah, that which, makes, right, right. That makes me 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has almost been kind of like a parent in my life, too, like a, like a, Probably a more strict parent than my own parents. (laughs) But um, my I feel like my sibling story is a little different than other people's because most of the time people were like close in age, like Mm -hmm. two or three years apart, like our kids are. And Megan, not only was Megan five years older than me, but she was a bossy sister. Very. Yeah. (laughs) I'm probably still really bossy. (laughs) So it was like having a parent, but also a sister at the same time. I know I was a little annoying at times. Well, I probably was too. That's okay. So, before we get started, let's do a background on Megan. 
Okay. Because this, surprisingly enough, this this podcast is not just going to be about me as much as you <laughs> thought I was going to make it about me. Because I'm sure you are used to everything being centered around Kelsey. A little Joe. bit, but that's okay. It's easier for me that way. <laughs> Megan, give it give us a background of your story. And just, like you don't have to like start from like I was born at <laughs> Fort Smith, Arkansas. Just you know, a basic background of your life growing up. Okay, that's really open-ended, but my, you and I technically have different moms. We half-sisters. Yes, we are half-sisters. My dad was married previously to my biological mom, and it just, I don't, I don't know all the details, but it wasn't a great marriage, and they divorced. Mm -hmm. She, I actually have another brother as well, who's a half-brother, and when they divorced, she moved out of state. My brother moved in with grandparents and was raised by them and my dad got custody of me mm-hmm. she was in and out of my life some but just not much not a big part of my life right. um so when dad met shannon our mom, um, our mom she just really took me in mm-hmm. and became my mom yeah. she didn't treat me any differently than um, she treated you, or if she had another child, you know, I was just her child. Yeah. No one knew unless we told them. And oh, I know people are always shocked. I know they'll they be like, out. "You go, you look alike." I'm like, "We really, really don't." <laughs> but you know, you a mom? Yeah. Oh. People say that. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. If you see my dad, you'd be like, "No, you don't look like no, her not at, at all. all." But yeah, so she she was my mom. Shortly after they were married, you were born. And the greatest blessing ever oh, happened to you. Yes, absolutely. I actually wanted a little brother, but got a sister. So well, you know that cool. was back when they rarely ever did ultrasounds to find out the gender. Yeah, so they thought I was a boy. They totally did. Like yeah. completely t- thought you were a boy. Like they didn't decorate your room, boy. They did it gender neutral. It was like Mickey and Minnie Mouse. <laughs> For real. Yeah. But yeah, you were like they were shocked. I was um, going to be named. Cody Wayne. With a K. K. Yeah, Yeah. Cody with a K. So that's kind of that part of the story. You came along. Um, I mean, it was a a pretty normal childhood, I guess, Mm -hmm. for the most part. There were things in my life that weren't fun. You know, I think even whenever you're young and I don't really remember before our mom, like that's still kind of traumatic, you know, Mm -hmm. looking back and, and not being cared for by your biological mom. Right. I don't want to speak too much into like her reasoning and stuff because I don't honestly I've never had a right. conversation with her about it so I can't I can't say it. I know what right. I think I know but I don't want to say stuff that isn't true. So but anyways, you know, mom and dad I think they, you know, tried to do the best they could with raising us. I think that the biggest issue is they weren't in church, so we weren't in church a lot. Yeah. But I got really lucky. We went to a daycare growing up. You and I both mm-hmm. did. It was called Central Prep. It's not a daycare anymore. Yeah. But because of that, it was attached to a church, a mm-hmm. small missionary Baptist church in town, and people kind of took notice of the kids that weren't in church, and they asked if um, mom would be willing to let me go to church on Sundays, and they would pick me up in a van. So, of course, she said yes, because even though she didn't go, they didn't have an issue with church. Like, mom and dad weren't anti-church. They just didn't go. Yeah. So, I started going to church pretty Mm -hmm. regularly. A man named Brother Steve would pick me up Mm -hmm. every Sunday. He was their music minister. Yeah. And at the time, I think it was a little annoying 
because mom would make me go every week. But looking back, I'm so thankful that someone took the time out of their lives to pick me up. It was They were mainly yeah. picking up elderly people that couldn't drive to church, but like I was picked up and I was cared about. And like mm-hmm. every Sunday they were there, whether I couldn't go or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Brother Steve. Yeah, but I think also going without your parents was a struggle because there yeah. was a difference in me and the other kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they were very involved. They were there all the time. And I, you know, didn't have my parents with me. They would come if there was like a Christmas program and watch me. But I think when we got to fifth or sixth grade, they started making us go to big church, um, which is fine. But I sat by myself. Mm. Sometimes I would have another friend that also rode a bus that would sit with me, but I had to sit by myself. And I think that that was just, I don't know, it was really hard for me to be there, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you went sometimes. Yeah. But you I were just a little bit. Yeah. Still well, that and if you didn't want to do something, you just didn't do it. Where if <laughs> I didn't want to do something, I didn't say it. So I just yeah. kept doing it because mom wanted me to. But they just didn't want to deal with me having a tantrum. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you <laughs> but, can be honest. Yeah. It's fine. At the same time, the church did a lot for me. I went to church camp a couple of times mm-hmm. with him in the summers, and I remember being heavily convicted. And I like in my bunk, I prayed the Lord's Prayer. And I asked Jesus to be my savior. And, you know, I like felt something that is hard to explain. But even before that, I think like different things I had to deal with growing up really young, I just have always felt a major, major presence of the Holy Spirit in me. And I think it's like, I always thought it was just my conscience because, you know, I have like an insane moral compass, as you know, being my little sister because I would get yeah, on to you all the time. This is a lot stronger than mine was. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I never messed up. I, you know, yeah. obviously I did things wrong, but like on the big things, I like was never really tempted. And I mm-hmm. think that if I didn't have that, I could have turned out so differently based yeah. on just things that I went through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Lord blessed me with that. And that's how he like guarded my little heart yeah. to get through life and to make good decisions. So I just felt, I think I always knew that I wanted to know Jesus early on, but I didn't understand it until about that time period. Like, um, it was probably sixth grade. Yeah. However, I was so incredibly shy. Yes. Um, that I wouldn't talk to anybody about it. And so I wasn't baptized or anything like that Mm. because I was so scared to like just have any conversation with any adult really. Um, So you weren't with an adult when you did the Lord's Prayer, you were just by yourself? Yeah, I was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you know I was on a bunk bed when I got saved? No. Yeah, on the top bunk. At camp? Yeah. Were you on the top bunk? No, I was afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be... That See, God is so humorous sometimes. He put me on the top bunk and you on the bottom. Yeah, but you probably told people. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was with my yeah. youth, youth pastor's wife yeah. on top of the bunk. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah so no, I, but I didn't. But then when we got like back to church, we were about to transition to youth group. Mm-hmm. And it started, I mean... It was seventh grade at the time. I was so afraid to have to pray out loud, I quit going because I was so shy. I, I wish, looking back, I hate that decision, but it is the decision. Like, I just stopped going because I was so afraid they were going to call me. And my biblical knowledge was not anything compared to all the other kids yeah. because I didn't read my Bible daily. Honestly, I didn't even know you were supposed to. Yeah. 
And like even going to like Awana with them, I would maybe have one verse ready and they would have five, you know, because their parents were so involved and so helpful. Mm -hmm. So I felt so uncomfortable that I stopped going. I just didn't have the personality that could make myself. I wish I did, but I didn't. And I think if, I wish I would have had like one friend right beside me, you know, Mm -hmm. they were all nice to me. Yeah. Nothing like that. Your sister's shyness. Yeah. Like intimidated you. So fast forward, college is really where, Mm-hmm. things sparked for me. Yeah. Um, I got really lucky. I There was a girl I met um, my senior year of high school named Betsy. Yeah. And we didn't know each other all throughout school. We just went to high school together, but we met our senior year because we had classes together. And one day it was getting close to graduation. I was like, hey, where are you going to college? And she said, I'm going to Arkansas Tech. And I said, oh, I am too. And she was like, do you have a roommate? And I was like, no, do you? So we were Aww. like, let's room together. So she, honestly, she changed my life. I like, I remember the first night, yeah, the first night moving in, she was like, we we both were kind of early birds and we were turning in for the night and she got her Bible out and read it. I was like, okay, maybe it's a (laughs) fluke. And then she did it every night, every single night, maybe five or 10 minutes. She read her Bible. Yeah. which to me I'd never seen before. Yeah. And we started, I mean, we went to church on Wednesdays and, and stuff, but she kind of started, I was like opening my eyes a little bit. And then I also got introduced to my friend Melissa. Mm-hmm. Um, she started dating one of mine and Mark's childhood friends, Seth. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she went to college with us and she invited me to her campus ministry. Mm-hmm. It was the MBSF, so Missionary Baptist Student Fellowship. And I just found my home. Yeah. You know, I got really plugged in, really involved. I started reading my Bible every night. You know, I just, I think I finally had some people in my life that, even though they didn't know it, and they probably still don't, they showed me what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, how to have that relationship and how to have that connection. Yeah. So, the support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when Mark and I started dating, uh, when I'd come home on the weekends, I started attending um, church with him and his family mm-hmm. and just really felt home, felt it was comfortable for me. You know, I'm quiet and shy and it was the right kind of church yeah. for me. <laughs> and so I decided I wanted to join. And when I joined, they were like, you know, have you ever followed up in believer's baptism? And I was like, no. Yeah. So I got baptized and... That's all she wrote. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we went through periods where we weren't doing what we needed to do either, even in marriage. But, you know, we had a wake-up call and realized that Mm -hmm. the Lord had to be first in everything. And so Mark and I really changed our lives around, you know, several years ago. And Mm -hmm. we haven't looked back. So Yeah. And now you have two boys. Yes. Jacob just turned seven, Mm -hmm. and he's going into second grade. And Eli just turned five this week. And he'll be in kindergarten. Sweet little Eli. Oh, he's a little ornery thing, but yeah. Yes. No more kids? No. No. We didn't talk you into it yet? Uh, no, I wanted a third. Mark. Yeah. Mark was absolutely no. Yeah. <laughs> so we're Well, done. it's like reversed for us because Jesse would have more kids, but I've said no. Man, yeah. It's just, it's tough. It is tough. Two, two is like, especially in the world we're living in with how hard you have to work in order to survive yeah they're so rowdy yeah too you know and like, I, even looking back just getting out of baseball season i mean that's all we did so i can't imagine adding a third kid with a schedule <laughs> so yeah i don't know how people do it <laughs> i've heard that like third kid is kind of like having 15 kids yeah yeah that's what mark always tells me so 
that's why we did it. Okay, well, you know, I actually learned some things about yeah, you. Yeah, I, I figured you didn't know about I didn't that. know about the... I didn't know about Central Prep, like, all of that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I knew a little bit, and I knew about Betsy. And I remember, vaguely, like, when you would come home from college, and mm-hmm. you would have your Bible, and you'd have it next to your bed, and all that. I'm just kind of like, okay, Jesus freak. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... We're, our stories are, of course, similar because we're sisters. Right. But I, I wish that we would have been going to church as a family, too, because yeah. there were situations when I was in church where I, like, I had, you know, my best friend was the pastor's kid. Yes. And so I did have people there, mm-hmm. and I was a much more extroverted child than yes. you. So it was easier for me to make friends and to be social. But at the same time... It would have been even greater to have my parents there and involved. Yeah. And like, they would come, like, they came for my baptism. Yes. And, and all that. But, like, the big moments. But, you know, like, regular Sunday church. Mom would literally, like, take me. But right. But wouldn't go with me. Right. So, there's things like that where I kind of And now wish... she doesn't miss a Sunday. So, yeah. You know, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And I guess from, like, a standpoint, from our point is that, like... If you are listening and you have young children, like, it's so important to, like, have that foundation of church. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect and that you have to, you know, if you miss one Sunday, like, don't freak out. Yeah. But, you know, to have that foundation of church is really important because if we wouldn't have had that, like, we didn't have the people that reached out to us when they did when we were younger. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Oh, I got so lucky. Be. Yeah. 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 And we brought that up to mom before. Yeah. And, and she like knows Easter. that. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we got honestly just really lucky that yeah. the right people were putting our lives at the right time. Yeah, definitely. Like big time. Yeah. And I, I recently reached out to Rachel, which is the pastor's daughter. That was my best friend growing up in junior high. And I was like, thank you for being my friend that like, invited me to church and wasn't mm-hmm. afraid to invite me because sometimes at that age it's You're, yeah even as a pastor's kid it's intimidating to yeah. like be the christian kid in school and i think some of those people and I, you even had some on your podcast that were like well i had a normal childhood my parents took me to church you know but i think that if they look back and see the way they were able to influence their friends whose parents didn't take them to church mm-hmm. like they were put in church for a reason yeah. you know for people like us that were you know, I think of like my friend Betsy. I mean, she grew up obviously like yeah. very involved in her church. Yeah. Is still very involved in church with her family. Um, right. She's in Georgia now, but because of someone like that who had the right foundations, mm-hmm. I was able to see what those were supposed to yeah. look like too. I also had. I don't want to forget them either, but I also had the foundation of the Lafoons too. Yes, you did. They took me they to did. their church um, before Rachel, right? Yeah, and I have a lot of memories from that church too, uh, especially like all the you know, October events and stuff. Yeah. They would always take me to those. And anytime I wanted to go, go to church, they would take me. Yeah. Anyway, what was it like uh, in in high school having a sister like me? So judging by this conversation, I'm sure people can assume that we were two totally different people. Yeah. Uh, Megan was very shy, introverted, liked to keep to herself. She had her opinions, but she was not... Um, that I expressed to you, but maybe not to other people. Yeah. Right. I was not afraid to tell you what I thought. Yeah. That is yeah. very true. <laughs> and I was very extroverted. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot of opinions, but I was just like... 
I have was like the class clown mentality. Yes. Like I was just very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Fun. And so from your point, what was the best thing about be my sister? Hmm. We'll get to the worst one in a second. <laughs> I think you always reminded me that it's okay to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always afraid to have fun. And you brought that type of joy to me. I, I, I don't know. I, it wouldn't have been fun. To, it wouldn't have been the same thing to have a sister that was exactly like me. So you brought out things in me that I probably couldn't bring out in myself. Yeah. You know, even to this day, when I'm with you, you make sure that I loosen up a little bit. Like, yeah. even before we started this. Um, like, giggle a little bit. Yeah. And so, but I think... Once you start laughing... Then I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it's not like it's hard to get you to. No. I just think that you remind me, and you always have, that it's okay to have, you know, to enjoy yourself. Because mm-hmm. you are always ready for a good time. Always. I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. You know. Sometimes it was Well, a maybe bad sometimes. Way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's sweet. What was the worst thing about <laughs> being my sister? I think... Worst in a, you know... Yeah, I think, you know, looking back, although I was shy and had a hard time, like, putting myself out there, sometimes my the attention that I would get was not very great. Like, I wouldn't get a lot of attention sometimes because you were such because a star. I was, because I was sucking it all up. Yeah, which, I mean, you weren't doing it to be mean to me. It was just your personality. But because mm-hmm. of that, I think everybody just looked at Megan as... She's always going to be a good girl. Right. We don't have to worry about her, so maybe we don't have to invest as much. Right. You know? And we've had this conversation yeah, before. Yeah, you know. Where you feel like sometimes the only way you could get attention was by being the perfect, perfect and mm-hmm. having the best grades mm-hmm. and getting all the achievements and yeah. graduating college and all that, which you would have done that anyway. But I tried harder and because I, I felt like that was the way I got praise, yeah. 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 You did study a lot. Yes. You you were like a hardcore studier. Right. I did my homework. Yeah, I, I didn't. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did while I was still at home. I think when I went away to college, there was no one making sure you... That's After true. school, you'd just say, yeah, I did it, Mom. Yeah. Because I wasn't there to tattle. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was really... It was hard to do it on my own because now that... Now that I'm a grown adult with kids and I understand like why I'm the way I am and especially when I discovered that I had ADHD, mm-hmm. that was big for me because I was like, it all makes sense now. Right. That I had I had so much trouble focusing on things. And of course like mom and dad, like that was back when they they always thought like just hyperactive boys yes. had ADHD yes. girls didn't. So it, I don't place blame on them at all, but I do wish that there were the tools for young girls that were struggling with that. Right. Not to, like, automatically put them on medication, but to have, like, different alternatives to studying and things like that. Because putting kids with ADHD in a classroom full of kids and just, like, making them do certain things and, you know, you've got to do this on time, it was... That's really straining on a, like, neurodivergent type person. Mm -hmm. Because you're just like, excuse me? Like, if I ever... (laughs) I got sent out to the hallway a lot. But if I was ever out in the hallway by myself in a desk, that's whenever I did the best. Best, yeah. Which is crazy. Maybe that's why I got myself in trouble so much. You got put... Like, you had a desk outside? Oh, yeah. Like, there was, like, an authorized desk. Goodness, Kelsey. Kelsey. (laughs) 
Well, I just, I talked too much. Yeah. I was a good kid. Like, I never talked back to my teachers. Yeah, you were respectful. Yeah, I never, yeah. like, bull. well, I don't know. I might have bullied some kids, but, like, not to the extent of, like, you know, giving them swirlies or anything. Right. <laughs> but it was mostly just getting a laugh out of the crowd right. of people that I was with or anything. But... I just I just talk too much, just like I do now. So that's why I have a podcast, <laughs> so I can talk. So growing up, most of my audience knows my story of like that. I didn't do the things that I should should have been doing growing up. Yeah, especially in my teen years, where I started discovering boys and bad crowds and party crowds. Yeah, and um, that was kind of where I got my validation from. Was like having boys interested in me because I was always a heavier kid. I wasn't like, I mean, I wasn't ugly, but I also wasn't like Barbie material, you know? Well, I mean, I think you're pretty, but oh, thanks Megan. I just mean from like, a, from I know the you outside, dealt with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just, anytime I could get attention yeah. from a man, even if he was way too old for me, like I was so excited about that because that was like validating for me. So that got me into a lot of trouble. Yes. <laughs> Megan's getting sad. For, it makes her sad to talk about these things. So given that and everything else that I made you really stressed about as I was a teenager, out of all the crazy stories, what's one that you remember the most? Yeah, I have a couple. Oh, yeah, can I tell both of them? Yeah. Okay, one is, I, I don't think that I was able to drive by myself yet. So I was probably 14 or 15. And you wanted to go to the mall. Oh, no. With Christina. So your best friend at the time. And actually... No, you okay. were old enough. I was old enough. I was just riding along with mom. Yeah, because we were probably only like 14, 15 at that range. Okay, yeah, Christina, you're right. So I must Christina, have been home from college, maybe. Christina's a little older than me, and she was able yeah. to drive... Okay, so we may have, I may have been just home from college riding with mom, and you told mom that you and Christina were going to an event at a church, and mom was like, come with me, Megan, we're riding, and we get to this church on Rogers, like off of Rogers. It's the day before Thanksgiving, so it's a Wednesday night. Yeah, it's like this random church I'd never heard of. This is the one by the mall. And it was pitch black. There were no lights on at all, and mom was like, is this where? And I was like, mom, no one's here. And Kelsey and Christina are in the back going in back seat going, oh, no, it's on the other side. The event's on the other side. Like, we're just going to walk around. It's fine. They're here. And I kept going, Mom, I don't think that anybody's here. I don't think that we should leave these two teenage girls here. I didn't say that. But I was just, I was really questioning it. And poor Mom is so, like, oblivious sometimes. Oh, you want to know what I did? What? I pretended that someone called me. Yes, you did. Yeah, I yeah. pretended that my friend Lindsay called me because that was originally her church Okay. that she used to go to. And, you know, growing up, I always knew that Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, most of the time churches did like a Thanksgiving dinner. Potluck, yeah. Yeah, and I assumed that that church was going to do it then. I was like, Christina, we'll just oh. say that we're going to this and then we'll walk to the mall or we'll have someone pick us up yeah and then we'll go to the party or yeah whatever. so mom literally lets you out of the car <laughs> and lets you walk around the backs of the church without driving over there because that's where everybody was and you guys walked to the mall or got picked up and went no, to the no, mall no, no. This with, is what happened. oh my goodness see you didn't even tell me the whole thing <laughs> i know you're with older guys no you guys ended up dropping us off at the mall because it was i and i was able to lie good enough 
well, good enough for mom is yeah not that great. But I was like, oh, Lindsay, wait, what, Lindsay? Oh, it's not here? Oh, okay. you want us to meet you at the mall? Oh, my oh, goodness, okay. Kelsey. I mean, it was that. And she just let you. Yeah. I, I sort of kind of think mom, like... Probably knew. Slightly <laughs> knew, but, she like, to she was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Yeah, she's like, God, just protect her. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys just got to go to the mall and hang out with way older guys and oh, yeah, do whatever. Got, After got, this, like, huge yeah story that was fabricated so yeah yeah so that was one with the mall by the food court yeah and we got picked up by guys that were way too old for us yeah and that's all she wrote yeah <laughs> that, yeah. Is a, that is a yeah. good story that's, but it, it is funny I, but i, I forgot remember, all the details i remember vividly that you were sitting in the front seat and i could just feel your energy of like you have got to be kidding me yeah mom is really believing this story because like, i would have driven you home i'm like you guys can just hang out in your room yeah <laughs> like enjoy your night girls you probably would have snuck out anyways but yeah we were sweet we we never snuck out snuck out but we did hang out in the front yard well, that's people. not too bad but yeah i mean it wasn't hard to like walk out of mom and dad's house at night either they were asleep they were asleep yeah so <laughs> exactly. it wasn't hard to like yep i'm sure all right what's the second story i think you know the other yeah. one if you thought this first one was bad. <laughs> oh, when Mark and I were engaged, so I was probably 21, which made you, do the math for me, 16. Mom and dad, you were dating your first boyfriend. Yes. I don't know if we say the his one name. That, yeah, the one that was too, too old. old. He was me. older than me. Yeah. Which was already really hard for me. Yeah. Because I did not like that. I mean, it's not that he wasn't a nice guy. Right. But... Well, I look back at it as an adult, and it was not right. We we did eventually try to embrace him because what were we going to do? Like, you were going to date him or you weren't. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we did invite him to things. He was around. Mom and Dad were out of town one weekend, and Mark had just bought a house, and he and I were painting at the house, and then we went back to Mom and Dad's. And Mark, being my husband that loves to, like, like Kelsey is his little sister that he loves to treat as a little sister. So he decides that we need to sneak in on them and scare them. So you guys planned this? Mark planned it. I don't plan anything like that. You know me. He, so he's like, don't close your door loud. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm going along with his joke. And we walk in the house to sneak in and scare Kelsey and Brian. And they are... <laughs> On the couch, do, being naughty. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we just see them take off to the kitchen. <laughs> and I see a boy's booty. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> I just, like... I, did, I didn't even know, like, what to do. I was so upset and devastated. I was just like, Mark, I'm going to go take a shower. And I think Mark said he went into my room and put his face in a yeah. pillow and laughed. <laughs> because, like, he, he, like, went outside and talked to you guys while I was, like, oh, getting prepared. He, well, he went out and talked to me. Because to you. Brian already Like, bolted. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like, you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> he went out the door and drove off. And I just kind of... I stood in the laundry room and I was like, <laughs> this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. And I was like, I'm about to get killed. With yeah. Words. And I did. I, 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 I don't remember everything I said, but I cried and cried. Oh, I cried too. I was so upset. I, it wasn't that 
I mean, I had a suspicion that it was happening, but I was so sad that you were so young mm-hmm. and you had already, like, you know, given that to someone. And mm-hmm. it was just hard for me to, like, let that go. You know, as my sister, as someone that I was incredibly protective of, yeah. you know, even though you didn't make the decisions I wanted you to make, I just hoped that you protected certain things. And so it was just sad for me. Um, so, yeah, I laid into you. <laughs> yeah, you did. Big time. Yeah. So, from my observation, <laughs> when I was in the laundry room and Mark came out there, you know, <laughs> I wish I could have recorded this because, you know, he like comes out there and he like, Puts his hand in his pocket, leans on the washing machine, and he's like, so, what's going on? And I'm like, Mark, not right now. And you know him, he's very persistent. Very. And he's like, all right, well, um, you know, you, your sister's probably going to want to talk to you. And I'm like, yeah. And I just went to my room, and I was just hoping that you would just, like... Yeah, you were laying in bed when I talked to you the whole time. Yeah, I do remember yeah, that. I was hoping that you would just, like, go away <laughs> and not talk to me. Because that was kind of what I was used to. Whenever I would have situations happen that I shouldn't have been doing, and Mom found out, it was very... Under hush, the rug, hush. yeah. And so, I was just kind of like, let's hope Megan does the same thing. <laughs> just goes away. Yeah, wrong. And, yeah, when you confronted me about it, I, I mean, there are certain things I remember very well of what you said, that you were just very upset. And in that mindset of me, like, being the cool kid that was having mm-hmm. sex already, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, get out of my face, you know? Yeah, because to you, at, at that time in your, like, walk, it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, because all my friends were doing it too. So it wasn't like, you know. But also, I wasn't exactly proud of myself either. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, I had gone to church camp and got... Uh, and got saved and like had a walk with God and then I I even had like a purity ring and Mm -hmm. remember when we went and got purity rings Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) which at that time I had already been having sex for like a year or two or something by that time so you thought that was like maybe early on first time I think I just told myself it was yeah yeah Yeah. I probably told you you may you probably did (laughs) yeah I probably lied yeah but um and I think at that point I had probably already told mom you had oh okay oh was that upsetting to you oh no she i i just remember to tell her so that she could put me on birth control control yeah but i remember telling her what happened and i think she just tried to pretend like it was new to her too a little bit because she didn't want to have to like explain to me yeah you know, I knew, and, and I mean, the, at the same time, it wasn't always, it wasn't necessarily my business to have been told either. It's not like she did anything wrong by not telling me, right. you know, but I was just so bossy and protective that yeah. it was hard for me not to have been included. Well, I really wish I, definitely, if I could go back in time, I would have not of course, lost my virginity that young, especially, and mm-hmm. I would have waited for the right person. But now I look back at it and I'm like, now I can help young girls absolutely that have done like there's a reason behind it and if i didn't have an older sister that came in and talked to me like where would i be now mm-hmm. you know so i think about those things a lot and although it's a very funny story looking into it like now it is yeah <laughs> oh yeah like yeah, it still, was not funny it, it still like gives me the the heebie yeah yeah like, i haven't even i don't think we've ever, we've had the conversation a few times in front of people because 
now I'm now I just don't really care. Right. It doesn't embarrass me anymore. I'm like, hey, I have all the embarrassing stories to tell. Right. Is there anything else? I think those are the two like most vivid, funny yeah. type yeah. stories. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot others, but it's hard when you're like sitting there trying to think of your whole life. Yeah. And think of like all these funny <laughs> stories, you know. We've got a lot. Uh, one thing Mark and I were talking before, I was just like, we were trying to kind of think about different things. And I think, oh boy. and, and he, he reminded me, like, to us, the biggest thing and like the thing we're so proud of is what your worth is now. Mm-hmm. Because your worth used to be in being right. popular. Mm-hmm boys paying attention to you mm-hmm. and you getting that and you have come such full circle because you know where your worth is now mm-hmm. you know like even if mark and i don't agree with every decision you make like we know that you're asking god for guidance and you're not doing just what you want to do and what the world tells you to do you have completely changed where you point your life to and it has been a blessing for us to see and a blessing you know to be a part of and to watch and you and jesse for that matter like your lives are so different and we're so proud and thankful yeah that you know the right steps were made for you Mm -hmm. guys because you know looking back on kelsey the teenager you know it was even kelsey the little kid yeah yeah Yeah. it you know it it's a lot different Mm -hmm. you know i i've mentioned multiple times how protective i always was of you and i was hard on you in certain things because i just want i knew what you could do and i knew your potential i knew the type of person you could be and i wanted it so badly for you not that you were ever well you were mean to me but you were my sister (laughs) you weren't mean to people you were never cruel but you know Mm mm-hmm you didn't focus well, on the and, right thing. And I allowed a lot of people in my life to like use me yeah. and take advantage of my kindness because that was like my people pleasing tendencies yeah. because I wanted people to like me. I wanted to be the popular kid. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily like want to be the most popular kid. Yeah. I just wanted to like for people to recognize me. Yeah. And I think whenever I started doing photography, that was a big thing because then I became the girl that takes pictures mm-hmm. in high school and the teachers even like kind of thought that was cool because I was like running a business and I was Cause so I was young. pretty new then that wasn't yeah, as big yeah. of a thing. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a thing yeah. as it is now. So yeah. Well that kind of brings me into my next question. Okay. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm pretty sure I can answer this for you, but like, did you and Mark pray for me a lot? Absolutely. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Was it cool seeing your your prayers being answered? For sure. I you know, I always knew for a long time I I've I've known for a long time that you've you knew Jesus. Yeah. That wasn't a question. Yeah. But your lifestyle choices, even certain things that you've talked about on the podcast were really difficult for me to know were, that were going on. Yeah. You know, and sad for me because again, I knew what you could do in life. The the way that you reach people is not like I don't reach people like you do. Like people gravitate to you. If I say a lot of times when people like maybe think they know who I am, if I say, Oh, I'm Kelsey, not Ray, but Hillis's sister, yeah. they immediately like then they know me. Yeah. Um, you're just the type of person that people know, that people gravitate to and that they they love to talk to and they like to be around. And I knew you could use that in a better way. Right. Like if that's a gift, then I need to use it for yes. the Lord and not for yes. me. Yeah. And not for having fun and going 
to a party or having or whatever. I mean, I don't know all the specifics because you you safeguarded <laughs> I my. That, I kept that part of my. Yeah, life you tried to you. keep me a little safe. Um, <laughs> my I naive self. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't that bad, but yeah, yeah, I really wasn't. Like I, I never used hardcore drugs. No, I, I know never. You I never. Um, really, the big, the worst thing that I probably ever did was have sex too young mm-hmm. and be around older people that men especially that I shouldn't have been around like God really protected me in certain instances because I look back on some of the things I've done and I'm like he could have hurt me mm-hmm. he could have raped me he could have just like left me for dead um he could have sold me off to somebody not my boyfriend that I had for yeah, 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 yeah. he would have never yeah. done that no. but like just other instances and then just drinking a lot. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people kind of go through that season of life of where they're just, you know, wanting to go to the bars and do all that. But, yeah, there's probably some time spent on the toilet <laughs> with my head in the toilet that uh, I would have been glad to have not experienced. <laughs> but really, there, I, I didn't really get into a lot of super bad stuff, which I'm thankful for. I, I had somewhat of a moral compass when it came yeah. to things like that. And the friends that I associated with, they were partiers, but they weren't super hardcore partiers. Right. Like it was really just about drinking and having a good time and about ourselves and, you know, being yeah, stupid. Which were also, you know, I think it's another reason I didn't go. One reason I didn't go down that road is just the addiction that runs in our family yeah. and being very fearful that I could very easily yeah. be like that. And I didn't want that. Well, you probably saw it more than I did. So. Yeah, probably. I didn't. Or at least was more aware. Kelsey wasn't the most, like, well, aware child yeah, all the time. That is true. <laughs> uh, and now I'm very self-aware, yeah. which is kind of crazy. I look back on it sometimes and I think I was also very naive and very understanding to the point of that it got me into trouble because if I saw anybody in the family doing things that they shouldn't have done or like that I saw that maybe addiction ran in our family I would just be like oh well you know that's just that's not addicting yeah you know like that's okay and so I would just shrug it off but thankfully yeah I didn't I have an addictive personality but not for like the things that uh like drugs and things like that yeah Thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully, I was able to put all of that down. Yeah, like I agree. Marijuana and all of those things. When, what did you think whenever <clears throat> whenever you found out, which this has been years now, what did you think about whenever I started smoking? When you were like, when you and Mark knew that I was smoking marijuana. <laughs> At one point, I wanted y'all to do it with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. I was like, if you ever try it, I want you to do it with me. And y'all were laughing and... That's one thing I wanted to bring up was that even though y'all knew that I was doing things that you weren't too proud of or that you, you know, were hoped that I would get out of eventually, you never once like were like, Kelsey, you need to stop that. Like you, you weren't condemning, but you were also like, well, you, you knew that I didn't like it. Yeah. And I didn't like it. Yeah. But it was also very hard sometimes to convince you that your reasoning was wrong because in your mind, you were using it for the right reasons and it wasn't addictive. Right. 
Where in my mind, I knew that there were better ways to go about dealing with things and that it was addictive. Yeah. You may not like, your body may not go into like physical reactions, but you want it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it it was hard on, it was really hard on me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to see you go down like a lifetime of like your life depending on something. Like a cigarette smoker, you know? Like their whole life revolves around it because... I've never had that addiction, so I don't know what it's like, but they have to have it. And, you know, I think back on our grandma, who was a very heavy smoker. And, I mean, it's all she thought about. And we always had to be somewhere where she could smoke a cigarette, you know. And I just didn't want that life for you and your kids. Were you ever aware of when I was high? No, I'm so naive. Awesome. I'm so good. naive. Yeah, I I wouldn't have known. that. Now, that part, I, yeah. I never smelled it on you either, and I would have known if I smelled it. But Oh, I was good at hiding that. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not very good at knowing that kind of thing. <laughs> well, so. just so you know, when people are high on marijuana, they're very paranoid, and they think that everybody knows that they're high. So they'll oh. walk into a room, and they're like, oh, she knows I'm high. Oh, she no, knows I'm high. I never knew. So as a person that used to smoke, I'm actually... I'm- <laughs> I'm I'm laughing about it because in those instances I was high around you. I'm and sure you had no idea. Uh-uh. And so it's funny to think about because that it, that's what it does to your mind. That's you're just funny. like you know you're relaxed, but you're also like oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna know and she's gonna bring it up. <laughs> but really, I mean, there's a way of people that smoke marijuana to like seem normal. Yeah, you know? especially people that smoke every single day of their life. Right. So. Well, okay, back to whenever you prayed for you and Mark prayed for me. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it before, like, because now that Jesse and I pray for certain things and I pray for certain things, I, I kind of look back and I'm like, was Mark and Megan's, like, intercession of praying for me, like, did that, was that a huge impact on, like, who I am now? Because I have, of course, had people praying for me on and off, but, like, you and Mark were probably the only people really praying for me, like consistently. I mean, I would, I hope so. Yeah. Actually, our pastor just this last Sunday or a couple Sundays ago talked about persistence in prayer and how like as Christians, just because we want something, if we're not giving it our all and like constantly knocking on God's door about it, you know, that's how you get it to happen. You, if it's not happening right now, that doesn't mean it's not going to, but you have to be persistent and you have to keep knocking. And he kept like banging on the yeah. <laughs> um, podium to get the point across. But it may, I don't, we weren't the people that opened your eyes, I don't think, but behind the scenes we helped, hopefully. Does that make yeah. sense? And that doesn't, you don't, you don't have to play every part. You right. Know? Like there were people that, that were there that like really opened my eyes to things, but mm-hmm. You may have not been the person that God wanted to right. use for me to, because you're my sister. Right. So things that you said was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, but coming from someone that was new in my life from a, from church that was like, Kelsey, you know, blah, blah, that that was more eye-opening to me than yeah. just coming from my sister or my brother-in-law that all was always a pain in my neck. Right. So Of course. <laughs> But it is really cool to look back on and think like, wow, like prayers really do work. And maybe that was a huge part 
in it because I remember one time because some if I ever called Mark or you most of the time it's on speakerphone so I'm talking to both of right. you right <laughs> true and there was one night I don't know where Jesse was at home and um I don't think I had had Carly yet no I did have Carly because that was when everything really changed so we were on the phone and I was just kind of I think har- we were just really getting into harvest time mm-hmm. and I was talking to you guys about, you know, how different my life was and that we were, Jesse and I were starting to tithe and like uh, Jesse got saved and all of these things. And I think you guys were really shocked about like the things that I was, I was talking about mm-hmm. and Mark just kind of stopped for a second. He was like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It was shocking to hear that because I was just, you know, talking like I normally was with people at that point. But it was the first time we had a talk like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think you guys, do you remember that conversation? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But, okay. I mean, we talked several just, times, so I don't know. this whole thing then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I might remember parts of it, but I don't know if I remember all the specifics. Yeah. All right, Megan, so I have a fun quiz for you that I found on Google. Okay. A really hard search. It took me 30 seconds to find <laughs> it. So I won't ask all of them, but it would just be a fun little thing for people to hear. Okay. What did I do as a little kid that was super embarrassing? You pooed it a lot. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sure, well, there was, true. I'm sure there was more than that, but you know. Oh, I'm sure, but yeah. it's the one I remember the most. What did I want to be when I grew up? A singer. A, a, a famous singer. Yeah. What else? What? Oh. <laughs> Are you talking about a, a Hooters waitress? <laughs> That's kind of what I was getting to in the first one, was what yeah. was embarrassing that I wanted to do. Oh, I, I aspired to be a hot Hooters waitress. Yeah. Yeah. Some really big goals in our household. <laughs> And you know, when I told mom and dad that, it was almost like, they just, they thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah, they loved it. But then, you know, it was like, all right, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you were really young when you were saying that. So like, then it's like, okay. I got it it from Big Daddy. Yeah. I was going to say Big Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, The movie. Yeah. What kind of treats did they always, oh, what kind of treats did I always want on my birthday? Oh. What restaurant did I always want to go to? Oh, Red to? Lobster? Is that not earlier, it? Earlier than that. I don't know. McDonald's? I was going to say Chinese food. Oh, gosh. I try to block that out of my mind. <laughs> it's all you and dad ever wanted to eat. <laughs> Chinese buffet, baby. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Cream cheese wontons. I still love cream cheese wontons. I actually like them now, too. I did not as a child. Really? I think they're delicious now. Yeah, I have to stay away from them now because I'm tempted as a yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> What do I do that still drives you totally crazy? I, you can be honest. It's fine. I don't I don't feel like you drive me crazy, though. Good. You don't text very... You don't text me back <laughs> a lot. That annoys me. You forget that I messaged you, and you were going to message me later, and then you just forget me. <laughs> I don't forget you. Yeah, a little just, bit you do. I just have a lot going on. Yeah, whatever. I try to be better. Your sister. Here, lately I've been... Yeah, good. you have been better. Thank you. That's all I can think of, though, right now. I mean... Okay. I got offended by that, even though I told you, to be honest. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) What was the one thing about 
me everyone else commented on when I was young. Your talent, like your singing, your dancing, your charisma, you know, that's what everybody, especially when you were younger, when it was like the focus of the whole universe. (laughs) Yeah, how was that? Whenever I was doing talent shows and stuff. I didn't mind the talent shows. I mean, I mean, I always thought you did a good job. Not on Papa, we're a little... Excessive. Real serious about it, yeah, so that yeah. could be kind of hard. Oh, yeah, share but, the story of that. Oh, my goodness. So, my our grandparents had their house. They had, like, this bar room that had kind of, well, we called it a stage. Yeah. And that's where Kelsey would perform yeah. all the time. <laughs> and, like, she had a microphone and everything. They were very serious about Kelsey singing. And, like, it was all the time that I was having to listen to it when go over there. And Kelsey was over there way more than I was. Yeah. But when I'd go over there, I mean, we were just listening to Kelsey sing and... One night we were, Kelsey was performing and dad and I were in there and dad was talking to me and we got in trouble for talking during your singing. I mean, and it was loud. It was over like speakers it and was stuff. like my fourth song. Probably. And we got in trouble for talking by my grandma. She like, she Kelsey nipped that in the bud. Yeah. Kelsey so singing right now. Yeah. They loved for you to sing. So. Yeah. What's one present I'll always be happy to receive? Like a physical thing? I don't know. Oh, goodness. I don't know. You tell me. It's pretty easy to please, though. Yeah, I mean, a hug. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. I usually just give you a I'm gift ha- card. I'm, ha- I'm happy with hugs and gift cards. <laughs> what was my worst fear as a kid? Because I killed all the bugs for you. Yeah, you did. Ooh, Kelsey! you'd come in my room at, like, real dark, get a cricket, a cricket out of my room. In my I don't like those things at all. I still don't. Crickets terrify me. They jump. I always make dad, mom and dad laugh so hard. Yeah. When they, when I, I couldn't come sleep. In there and kill a cricket for you. If I knew one was in my room, I could not sleep because I was afraid it would get on me in my bed. I don't know a lot. You weren't a very afraid, like scared child or anything. I think probably being made fun of. Yeah. Maybe. I think that was probably a big thing and something that I was always on guard watching for too to make sure people weren't being mean to you. Thanks. Yeah. If you guys could take a sibling trip, no parents or other relatives or significant others, where would you go? Oh, somewhere with a beach. <laughs> it doesn't even matter which one. I mean, a pretty one. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally just lay there. Yeah. And read. And talk. <laughs> read and talk. Yeah. And eat. <laughs> That's right. Are Am I super organized, messy, neat, and fairly laid back, or a complete slob? <laughs> I don't think you're a complete slob, but I wouldn't say you're organized. <laughs> I mean, I love you, but we're definitely opposites in that. Kelsey's room would be, I mean, Atrocious. so bad. You couldn't even walk in. And I dusted every Saturday. <laughs> your house, your your room was very clean. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that you're a slob. Yeah. But see, that's where now I look back and that was part of my ADHD because if I started doing something i would literally clean my whole room yeah like if i if i started dusting like if mom was like kelsey you need to dust this entertainment center yeah because i had a really big one yeah and if i started dusting it my mind i would focus on that and i would do the whole thing Mm because like it's all or nothing it probably needed it though oh i'm just kidding but it was just it's crazy to look back because that's how i am now if Mm -hmm. i start on one thing i'm gonna do the whole whole thing yeah but if i don't I get overwhelmed and I'm just like, forget it. Yeah. But there's no like doing a little bit here and there for mm-hmm. me. It's either all or nothing. <laughs> what is one giveaway sign that I am really stressed, really hungry, or really tired? 
when you're quiet. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Like whenever you knew that I was uh, something was wrong when I was pregnant with Oh Carly. my goodness, because you weren't talking. Well, I could see in your eyes a little bit too. You look like you were, I didn't know if you and Jesse had just had a major fight. Like, cause you, you looked like. <laughs> distraught. Yeah. I was really trying to not look distraught. Too. Oh no, you were, uh, yeah, no. Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah. I. And you forgot shoes for Bennett. Like you, he didn't have any shoes. And that's why we were downstairs in the first place. Because you were like, Megan, I don't have any shoes on him. <laughs> I don't know what what had happened. Like, you were just so out of it. So we went down to Eli's room because he's a little bit older. And, like, we went through his old shoes and found him some shoes. And I was like, Kelsey, are you all right? And you just burst into tears. Yeah. I'm pregnant. <laughs> I was so excited. So I was hugging you and trying to comfort you, but I was smiling so big. <laughs> and I'm, like, frowning, yeah. crying. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And then I told Mark to... Tell like, the family. Announce the family. And I was like, do it like in the prayer. Yeah. Like, before we eat. And they didn't even catch on. Yeah, he it. didn't do it very well, though. Yeah, the way he worded true. it was really confusing. Yeah. He, was, he said something like, and Jesse and Kelsey and their new little one. And they, it just went right over everybody's head. Yeah. They, everybody said amen. And I had to say, did you listen to him? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, guys, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'll never forget dad's eyes got real big. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But then when I found out it was a girl, I was a little bit more excited. I knew it was a girl the day of your gender thing because um, I know you wanted a girl so badly. And when you got there, you were in a good mood. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew it. I turned to one of your friends. I don't remember who. And I was like, it's a girl. And they were like, really? And I was like, oh, yeah, she's way too happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were right. I know. Okay, I'll do one more. Okay. What is one thing I wanted to accomplish when I was younger that I have now hit out of the park? Oh, your business, for sure. Like, when you started out in high school, it was just like this little side thing, and you were doing it. I I feel like a lot of times you did it because you just wanted to help people out. You know, like people wanted pictures, and you weren't going to charge them $1,000 at the time, you know. So you would do pictures for them, and I think it kind of, it was just a hobby that grew, and then it, I mean, I couldn't be more proud of what you've done with your photography. Thank you. Yeah. It is crazy looking back because I, I was so scared of like actually being a business, mm-hmm. being a business owner, and I was like, "Can I do this?" Like, yeah, and well, and a funny thing. So when you first started out, you saved a lot of your pictures, like on mine and Mark stuff, because like you didn't have like computer yeah. type stuff, and or camera. yeah, all of our <laughs> pictures are backed up with like Google Photos, and so then every day we get like memories, you know, kind of like Facebook does. So a lot of times I'll get like your really old pictures in my memories oh and my I look gosh. at them and I'm like, oh my goodness, you have gotten so much better. You need to send them to I me. I need to. I need to. Some of them were like, yeah, yeah just starting out. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing that. Yeah. Though. Cause I your like quality to... now is just, you know, Aww, it's great, but thank you. Um, it is really funny to see those from back in the day. Well, mm-hmm. we didn't really get into things that I thought we were going to get into. I guess I, I think we've been through a lot together mm-hmm. as siblings, and even though you're only five years older than me, I know people listening to this, they might have, like, different dynamics of, like, sibling relationships, and, like, I never thought that as, especially when I was younger, I was like, I'm never going to be friends with my sister. Yeah. Like, growing up. No way. She's too mean. She's yeah. bossy. You didn't like me at all. Yeah, because you... You, like, made me do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was bossy. It's okay. 
And now I'm like, wow, like we actually are friends. Mm-hmm. Like how can, how can people that once hated each other be sitting here and be friends? Yeah. And so for those of you that are listening that maybe you don't have a good relationship with your sibling or you're younger and you're like, will that ever happen for me? It is possible. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's different. Some people have gone through some tougher things in life, but I feel like all of our hardship almost happened later in life. Cause like mom and dad got a divorce, which yeah. was, gosh, that was like two or three years ago. Like really recent two years. Two years yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I remember when all that started happening, cause when they first started having marriage issues, mm-hmm. we were aware of it and yes. we were very hopeful that it would work out. Yeah. And so we talked about that a lot. And I know Mark kind of intervened and, you know, tried to kind of get them to center on God and like do devotionals and things like that. Yeah. And then once it wasn't working out and we knew it was, they were going to get a divorce. It was odd for us because, you know, most of the time people, kids, when their parents divorce, they're younger. Mm -hmm. And so, it was weird to be an adult with children mm-hmm. and go through a divorce. Yeah, I never, I never really thought as a thirty-something-year-old that. that my parents would get a yeah. divorce. I like, I just there comes a point in time where you just think, oh, they're just gonna stick it out because it's been too long, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess is what I always thought they were just gonna do, even if they weren't super happy. But so I didn't actually think it would happen, especially at our age. Yeah. So I mean. It wasn't a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's still not always fun. I mean, they're not unkind to each other. They're, right. you know, because Kelsey and I kind of laid down some laws, too, whenever. <laughs> We're not they, doing two different yeah, Christmases. We let them We're know. We're doing two different Thanksgiving. Like, our kids will have one birthday party. We'll have one Christmas. It's how we've always done it. And we're not going to just completely just shelve our lives. You know, you mm-hmm. can be civil for two hours at a time. And they are. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they truly yeah, are. Yeah. Um, but it was hard on my kids. My boys are a little bit older, yeah. and they still ask, you know, why does Popo not live with Mimi? It was fun when they were, when to, yeah, to, yeah. yeah. Um, which yeah, my I mean, kids don't even remember, so. right? Which both of my boys do. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Eli does, but he does. So, I mean, that was hard, and they still they're like, why doesn't why did Popo get his own place? I'm like, oh, he just want you know. I I try not to go into all the details yet because they don't understand divorce. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, they know that they. Live separately. Live, don't live together. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, no one really ever talks about that. And when we, when I went through it, it was weird because I would like bring it up to friends to mm-hmm. like, talk about it with. And a lot of people didn't like understand where I was coming from. So like, well, you're an adult, like, you know, no big deal. Who cares? Yeah. But I kind of would like have flashbacks of like when I was younger and it was almost to me. And I know this is going to sound cruel, was like, why'd you torture yourselves for so long? If you were unhappy for so long, like, why didn't you just, like, divorce earlier? Yeah, I don't know. And I guess it's not that it was, like, wasted time, but as an adult, you look back and you're like... Because for me, and I'm sure for you too, we work really hard on our marriages. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesse and I are constantly, you know, trying to better our communication. Yeah. Go to counseling, you know, pray about certain things and... You know, we struggle in certain areas, but like, same. I could, I could never imagine just like 
not trying and just throwing in the towel. Yeah. I, yes. We work very hard. Very hard. Right. And so when I come from that space and then as an adult and going through that, we're watching what we say because my mother listens to this Yeah, podcast. I don't want to hurt anybody's and feelings, yeah, you know. I, I know that people go through this too. It's not just us, but. But she also knows we have feelings. So she does understand, right. you know, at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll message me after this and yeah. be like, great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as an adult, you just kind of reminisce on like what could have been mm-hmm. if, if mom and dad were happier Mm -hmm. in certain areas of their life. And it's not like they were miserable the whole marriage. mm -hmm. I mean, they were married 30 years. Yeah. I think they got divorced like right after their 30th anniversary, actually. So, I mean, the whole time wasn't miserable, but I definitely think the communication was never there. Yeah. Well, they didn't really have the tools either, Mm -hmm. like how we do now. And dad worked so much when we were younger. Yeah. Like, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it stunk. I, I, it hurt. It, it was not a fun, pleasant experience for my mind. Yeah. For whatever reason. But, but hey, what yeah. did you learn? Yeah. We all I mean, I learned stuff. things through it. I learned things not to do, for sure. You know, things that I need to make sure I'm focusing on in my marriage. Because if I don't, like that path, you know, I don't want to go down that path. Right. So. <sighs> well. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that's fun, isn't it? <laughs> I think we've really, we've covered a lot. I guess let's get into just a little bit of like where you are now as a Christian. You know, Mark just became a deacon. Yeah. Husband. Yeah. How has that been? It's great. He was very honored. Yeah. Felt it was just a really neat experience. When he was ordained, it was done by the pastor that he's had Mm -hmm. basically his entire life that was retiring officially. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a really emotional experience. They, like all the deacons, come up to the front and they pray over you. Like Mark was like knelt on the ground and they would get down and pray over him. And I remember one of the men was one of Mark's grandparents' best friends. Mm -hmm. And like I just... Like hearing what they would say about the the pride that he felt like he would have, his grandpa, because um, his grandpa was also a deacon at the church. Mm. Like those moments were really cool. But it was just he he feels very humbled by the Lord to be able to be used yeah. in that capacity for our church. So he's a good guy. Yeah, I think so. Even though he annoys me a lot. Yes, he does. Yeah. He loves yeah. it. He loves it. It's he loves it very much. Isn't it cool how I never really had a brother growing up, mm-hmm. and he didn't really have a sister, mm-hmm. and like that type of relationship, and yeah. we both got that. Yeah, big time. It's cool. Yeah. And we're very similar, too. You are very similar. <laughs> yeah. I've talked about that a couple yeah. of times on the podcast. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So. Well, let me end with this. Megan, what is your God-given purpose? I didn't give you a warning on this one. No, you didn't. But you listen to the podcast, so you should know. Yeah. I th- well, I think my purpose, I think it can change. Um, but right now, my focus, I actually just talked about this uh, on Wednesday in my discipleship mm-hmm. group. But I think right now, my purpose is to walk alongside my children mm-hmm. and make sure they have the tools necessary to help them if they experience the Lord calling to follow yeah. Which we pray every day that they do. Mm-hmm. They're still obviously young. Mm-hmm. So, but that is my purpose right now to walk alongside them and give them those tools, but also to walk aside alongside the some of the ladies at church that 
I help disciple and they help disciple me and our family, of course. But I think right now those are my my purposes in life, but the priority obviously on the boys. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe one day it'll be focused on other things, but yeah, you're they definitely they definitely I need me right too. now. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of things that have kind of like recently doors being shut and, and open for like me to be able to spend more time yes. with my children. Yes, same. And to be a mother. Yes. Um, which is kind of odd for me because I've always been a, well, we both have, to be like go-getters and yeah. very independent women that if they want something, they go for it. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, oh, Lord, you want me to mother? And yeah. And just like prioritize my children and yeah. my family? I agree. Like mm-hmm. me leaving corporate America, mm-hmm. I worked for a really good company and then we decided to move me out. But now working for just our, our actual business allows me an immense amount of flexibility where I pick up my kids and I take them to school every day. Um, And this summer they're actually home for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I'm working, being involved in the school, very involved. And then also the things at church. So I just have a lot more time and freedom. And I think that the Lord allowed that in our lives where our mom had to work eight to five, 40 hours a week. And I am not having to do that. And it has been a blessing for our family. Right. Okay. Well, Megan, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be on again eventually. Oh, goodness. Okay. I'll just let's be nervous pray, all over again. Let's pray that this podcast just continues to grow. I hope so. Yeah. I listen to it. I know you do. Thank you. I <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. I yeah. wish more people listen to it, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I plug it a lot. I plug it at church a lot. I'm like, hey, when they're talking about something, like, if you would listen to this episode. <laughs> That's the cool thing about it is that we have so many different topics. Yeah. Like, people even come up to me, like, especially at youth group, where they're like, I struggle with this or I struggle with that. And I'm like, I actually have a podcast yeah. episode. Like, not trying to, you know. I've used it several times. Good. Or like, quote, well, loosely quoted someone that was talking about a specific subject that I felt like they could relate to. Mm-hmm. Like, you should go and listen to like the full thing because I think it's really neat. Thanks, Megan. Yeah. Of course. All right. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Love Thanks you. for having me. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Picturing Purpose Podcast. Find us on Anchor as well as every major streaming service. If you are excited for this journey and want to see this podcast thrive, there are many ways you can help. The most simple thing you can do is by leaving a five-star review on your streaming service of choice. Reviews help podcasts so much. Another easy thing, anytime you see a post from the Picturing Purpose Podcast social media pages please comment like and share this generates a bigger audience and brings more listeners you never know one of your friends may need to hear an encouraging word i need daily motivation myself last but definitely not least if you want to see this podcast fulfill its purpose your donations are incredibly appreciated keeping the podcast up and running is an extra cost i have taken on and will continue to do as needed i know that god will always provide because this podcast is his not only will donations go to the making of the podcast, but Picturing Purpose will be blessing a portion of its monthly earnings to people in need. Whatever God puts on my heart is where the money will go. There is no donation too small, and you can also set up reoccurring payments. 
even $5 a month would be super helpful. If you are unable to donate, your prayers are powerful. Please pray for this podcast and that it continues to serve its purpose and spread the love of Christ. Our hope is that Picturing Purpose is an encouragement to anyone that needs it and that we create strong, confident, and motivated disciples. Thank you for your support.